there, Zoe? Why the long face there, chum? I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow, free shipping at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on magic singles and magic sealed product available. Wow, that's amazing! Man, I wish there were others who liked retro video games like me. Did I hear someone say retro video games? I heard it too, Matt! Well, if you're a fan of retro video games as well as gaming in general, you need to listen to the VCR Gaming Podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Oh god, my house! We are live once again for another episode of Magic Wazoobie. How is everyone doing tonight? I hope you're doing really well. Um, we... You know, I, I guess I should start with some podcast news first. Um, we're doing something slightly different, um, not not just the live episodes, but um, we're no longer going to be doing any D&D content at all. It was a little thing I was trying to experiment with, and it just turned out to be I had so much magic content to actually talk about that it just never really got time to do any D&D content. But that doesn't mean there's never going to be any D&D content from me Zuby personally it's just it's not going to be on this podcast it's we're going to go back to strictly magic the gathering and there may be something down the pipeline regarding D&D Dungeons and Dragons or just role playing in general <clears throat> down the pipeline from me but I will be sure to keep you all apprised and aware of the situation at hand about it but other than that uh nothing else you know, to report with the podcast, it's doing great. Um, I guess before we even begin and start diving into our topics here, uh, Magic Wazoobie can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio, and your favorite podcast app. Uh, if you really want to help the podcast out, you know, if you want to send me or send, you know, send this podcast uh, rate and review on iTunes or Google Play or whichever podcast app you use, uh, that does nothing but help me out and I appreciate it and love you a thousand percent um you know if you want me to love you a thousand and one percent um you know do a double review or something but you know if you want that extra one percent you gotta push you gotta push that extra mile but anyways um <clears throat> you know and if you ever want to reach out to me for anything um I can be found on gmail at mtgzubi at gmail.com or you can find me on facebook.com slash magic or twitter at magic um and if you really want to help out the show and go that little bit extra mile you want to get up to uh, 1,002 percent love. Um, I have a Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash/MagicWazubi. Uh, it's I'm still kind of thinking about the rewards. The rewards right now are you get a shout out and you can pick out a topic for the episode, and and um, then you also get the episodes a day early. They they're supposed to come out as far as the audio version goes. I'm trying to think of some other. So, oh oh, and if you 
if you do sub or donate or whatever to the top tier, uh, you do get a signed card by me. I only got three tiers, uh, $1, $5 and $10. And, um, you know, just, just go and check out patreon.com slash magic and I'm still trying to think of some other things. Um, cause I am working on merchandise for the show. I just gotta, um, just do it. I mean, it, it's for right now. I think the merchandise is going to be just t-shirts and play mats for right now. And if there's anything else, I'm not sure what it would be. Just, I'm going to stick with those two for now and you know take it from there and see where it goes and you know hopefully get some people snagging i mean like if i mean if no one buys the play mats or t-shirts i'll i'm I'm gonna have some obviously and um i'm i I should really get off my lazy butt and get them made so i can have them in time for grand prix dallas which is in the first weekend of may which i cannot wait and i'm so excited i really hope i get to meet some of you i got to meet um a few people when I went to Atlanta, but, um, when I really hope I get to meet some more people and just, you know, Chad and I, I can't wait to, you know, just have play some magic. Um, so as far as magic playing has been going, um, <clears throat> I haven't really done any sanctioned magic lately. I've, um, I haven't really honestly been in the mood to do any kind of F or standard modern legacy. I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I've been really feeling Commander lately and Popper and definitely thinking about either adding, you know, trying to reshape my cube still. And um, I, and I'm almost tempted to make a second cube, but I don't know what I want to do. I mean, I know the popular thing is Popper and everybody's doing a Popper cube right now. But I just I don't know if I want to do a Popper cube, not because everyone else is doing it. It's just. I don't know if that interests me right now. If I were to do a second cube, I don't know what I'd do. Because I do want to do a second one, but I want to make it a fun draft environment. Like, the one I'm having right now is, I feel, would be more on a middle-of-the-road type cube. There's some powerful cards in there, but it's not all super powerful things to do. Um, A lot of it is some of my favorite themes I like to play in Magic. And, you know, I should probably just have a whole episode talk about or or I have seen I have seen this um, or or it seems like a lot of other podcasts are doing this where they do, you know, the color series where they talk about each color of Magic and describe what makes it so great. I don't know. Would anybody be interested in me doing a cube series where I talk about each of my colors of my cube? You know, hit me up. Let me know if if anyone's interested in that. I mean, I I sound interested in that. So if I could just get one person that says, hey, I'd love to hear it, I'll probably most likely do it then. Do one color an episode because, God, I mean, it's a 540 card cube and each cube has, um, I mean, each color has what, like almost 90 cards or so um yeah so that that i mean i i'd enjoy it maybe i will do it you never know um but no that that's another thing i've been thinking of too is like maybe doing a color series because lately i've just been really talking about news and i I did enjoy the deck tech i did last week it did go on a little too long because i had a lot to say about each card the I do have a deck tech I'm doing this episode, but I'm going to try to do it a little bit quicker for you all. All right, because try to condense it down a little bit, because I I will admit it it did go on a lot longer than I anticipated and didn't mean for it to go on for that long. 
So sorry about that. It's just I, I talked about my all time favorite commander deck, Crufix, and just I, I couldn't wait to talk about it some more. So um, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, I've just been really into as far as constructed formats go. I've just been really into Commander lately, and it's it's almost making me just dis- try to decide what do I want to do when I go to Grand Prix Dallas. Do I want to do the because I'm not doing the main event? No, I'm just going to be mainly doing side events. But do I want to do like the Modern Legacy standard side events or? Do I just want to play Commander all weekend? I'm, I'm really tempted to, because th- this is the thing about me, is when I pay for something, I feel like I have to use it to its full potential and to get the most amount of money out of it. So I was looking at, so they don't have the official schedule up for Grand Prix Dallas yet, but I was thinking if, you know, if, if it's the same kind of schedule that the other Grand Prix are doing, where they have on-demand Commander events just fire off for 10 bucks a pop, I may just do that where I play like pretty much just Commander, and then when I don't feel like playing Commander, I can walk around and chat with people and meet the artists and stuff, get some cards signed or something. I don't know. Um I mean, I may end up doing that where I'm not spending a hundred bucks on the constructed package and feel like I'm forced to play nothing but that. So, I mean, I I know I'm going to be taking my modern and um, legacy decks and all that, but I I think I may, I think I may end up just doing commander, but we'll see. We've still got, you know, more than a month away. So my feelings may change. I may just be like, whoa, I'm really into modern right now. Or whoa, I'm really into standard legacy. Um, Shit, I should have added a topic uh, tonight to talk about the financial cost of Magic lately. Jeez. I mean, it's not that I can't afford to play any of it or anything. It's it's, it's just... I, I guess what really spurred on this whole thought of the financial side of Magic for me was ever since they unbanned Bloodbraid Elf and Jace the Mind Sculptor, my kind of two Magic decks, uh, my Grixis Delver and my Bant Company have you know kind of fell off a little bit to the wayside and by a little i mean a lot and it's just not feeling like the greatest kind of decks right now and it's and and i i have seen updated lists of what i can do to add to it but i'm just like i'm just spending more money to keep up with the meta right now and it's you know i've just got a feeling that when i go to grand prix dallas and if i do end up playing modern at an event, I'm just going to get my butt wiped, which is, it's not going to be fun. Let's just be honest. It won't be fun just going there and just getting my butt whooped and all that. I mean, did I, I did say butt wiped, a uh, butt whooped, I meant. Um, but anyways, and it's just, I don't, I don't think I'm about that. I think in terms of commander games can be shenanigany and and i think that's what's drawing me to commander more and even popper it just feels more casual and popper feels and popper gives me that sense of legacy play but at super cheap cost and it can be and it's the thing that i'm liking about popper right now and i've been playing popper for what like a year or two and and the thing and this whole resurgence of popper it's got me more excited to play it definitely it's just the thing i like about popper the most is the powerful things you can do with just commons and that's one of my favorite things with it right now as um you know i can just go on magic online and just build a really cheap popper deck and you know for 
like what like less than five bucks some of my popper decks that i have right now that on magic i mean they're, they're not tier decks at all they're they're really brews and um they're super cheap and just a lot of fun as well i i built a grixis delver on magic online and i mean it's not that great but it's fun as hell i tried to make it as close to my modern slash legacy well no it, it, it's more modern it's it's more closer to my modern grixis delver deck than my legacy one and it's just yeah it, it's it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun to play but like i said going back to commander the thing that i'm just enjoying about it is it's relaxing to me it's relaxing because i i don't I take it serious to the point where I like to build fun decks, but I don't take it serious to where I always have to win. You know, obviously I want to win. I mean, of, of course, like you're going to play a game of magic. You want to win, right? It, it's not like it's D&D where, you know, you can just sit around and have fun with a bunch of people and, you know, drink beer and all that shit. But with Commander, it's just, it's just fun sitting down with a group of people that are your buddies and just do crazy fun stuff. And I mean, even though I sometimes don't always get that kind of atmosphere on Magic Online because of the saltiness that can occur, it's st it's still fun. Um, speaking of Commander on Magic Online, I have to say, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably saw, and um, I, th I think I sh yeah, it was on my stream too, where I was playing a game of Commander. I was playing Crufix, obviously, because he's my favorite, and. There, the other three, there was one guy who was a shadow deck who played nothing but shadow creatures. Another was a, oh my God, what was he? S something else. And then some other guy doing something else. I, I don't remember the other two decks. I can't remember right now. Oh, oh no, no. One of them was an Omnath deck and the other was a something else deck that I cannot remember unless I look up my screenshots, and I don't feel like doing that right now because, whatever, I'm live, okay? That's going to be my excuse. And um, so, basically, what was going on was, you know, me playing Crufix, I rifted a lot, you know, wiping the boards. Um, there was the Omnath guy kept on targeting someone else, the, the, the something else deck, I can't remember, and so what happened was the shadow deck was getting pretty big and he was going in for the kill on one of the other players. And I decided to be nice and friendly and riff the board. And as soon as I riffed, um, the shadow player dropped. But before he dropped, he decided to drop the N word. And I'm just like, whoa, OK, <laughs> so this is how it's going to be, huh? Um, so I reported him. Uh, hopefully he gets banned for just stupid shit. Cause it's like, if you're going to get mad at cyclonic rift, I mean, yeah, it sucks. I've been rifted so many times and it sucks. You just build the board back up. It's not like they killed everything. They just, you know, they hit the reset button and, and then, so that, that shadow guy dropped. And then the one, the something else that guy, he was just getting so mad because I kept on wiping the board. And then we were both focusing on attacking him because he was playing some deck that like, if you don't keep it in check, it just gets stupidly powerful. And I was playing the control game. Obviously I didn't have any creatures out really. I mean, the creatures I'd get out, someone would kill it right away. So I'm just like, mm, okay, I'm just going to control the game then. And then um, it was just so the the something else that guy he dropped and then um, it was just me and Omnath and then <laughs> Omnath built like what was it like 12 t 
tokens in one turn or some shit. And then I dropped another Cyclonic Rift and then he just quit. And I'm just like, hmm. So I guess Cyclonic Rift makes a lot of people salty, which it's true. It does. And, you know, I enjoy it. <laughs> but anyways, so that was my little adventure in um, Commander on MTGO over the weekend. And that was like the only Magic and I really played. Um, I did just build a new uh, deck tonight that... You know, you know, maybe that's what I'll keep doing. I'll keep doing these commander deck decks because I really enjoy doing them. But um, uh, it was a Yasova Dragon Claw deck, and I did end up losing because I could not get a second red, and I could have killed like everybody with it. But it was just one of those I can't get the second red, and then plus I'm running out of time because it's getting close to doing Magic with Zuby live, and I had to quit. So. I'm definitely going to try that deck some more. And then I built an Animar Mighty Morphin deck over the weekend as well, too, which I'm not too happy with it so far. I've only played it once, and it just felt like it performed kind of meh. But we'll see. We'll see. I'll keep playing it to, you know, definitely let you all know how it checks out. So, like I said, that's been the extent. Um, as far as any decks that I'm building right now, nothing right now. I mean, I do have some EDH decks on hold. Um, like I said, I've just not really been interested in standard, modern, or legacy. And there's nothing wrong, like, with the standard metagame right now that I'm just like, okay, it, it's fine, it's decent to me. And there's definitely nothing wrong with the modern or legacy metagame. I'm just, I'm just not into it. And I, I think, I think mainly what I'm not into is just having to drop so much money right now. And it's just, and I think this is a culmination of thinking back of all the money that I've dropped for magic um you know trying to keep up with the metagame and especially standard and it's it's also one of the reasons why i'm so excited about the challenger decks too that are coming out next month because with those decks it's um if i don't really feel like building a standard deck or keeping up with it i can wait for the the challenger decks that are coming out next month or or wait for the next series of challenger decks and be like okay i feel like playing standard i'm gonna pick one of these up and maybe make some changes here and there and you know bada bing bada boom it's it's these challenger decks really hit it out the park for people like me and especially for new players as well too it's it's i, I love it it i i still can't praise it enough you know call me a watsy shill all you want it's it's um I, I can't praise those decks enough. They are probably one of the better ideas that Watsi has done in a long time. And I'm still really, really, really pumped for Dominaria too. It's I keep um I like like after doing last week's episode talking about the mechanics, I'm sold. I, I want I've already pre ordered two boxes and I'm gonna be probably doing three or four boxes and I'm gonna make sure to open all of them up on stream as well, too. And cause I can't wait. I'm so excited about it. It's I haven't been this excited for a set in a long time. And I and like I said, I know it's been leaked. I only read a few of the cards and the few cards that I read, you know, I'm excited about. I didn't even read that whole list of cards because I just want to be I mean, I do want to be kept surprised, but I'm also more interested in the artwork and just the overall feeling and the, the magic stories coming out as well, too. And I can't wait for that because um, I know a lot of people didn't like the Ixalan storyline, but I loved it. It's I was I, I was very pleasantly surprised. The quality of writing in the Ixalan storyline was far superior than what we've had the past couple sets. Let's let's just be honest there. Um, 
So let's get into some of our news here. Let's get into the first topic here, the Jace Signature Spellbook that is going on here. I am going to, here, where's the link for it? I'm gonna pull it up here. And if you're watching the video, I should you should be seeing it as well pop up here. So the Signature Spellbook is a collection of eight cards plus one random premium foil version of one of those eight cards for the Serious Blue Mage. I like to think I'm a Serious Blue Mage because I do really like the color blue. And especially when it's paired with green, Simic, Simic Love. But then also my favorite three color combination is Grixis, you know, blue red black so you know i really do like that combination as well so these are replacing the from the vault series and i gotta say it's from the cards that they're printing out you know well let me just put it this way i was never a fan of the from the vault series it's i like what they did and i understood the purpose and reasoning for it but i was just never a fan of it it was like you're paying 60 bucks for you know some premium cards and a lot of times i'm just like mm, I'm, not, I'm not interested in them and the, there were some good ones out there like the 20th edition one and you know e even the latest one the transform one had some really cool looking cards but i've just i've never been a fan of it and you know for people who liked it good for you it just wasn't something for me um but this this i'm actually definitely interested in and i'm probably gonna pick the pick this one up um hopefully i can find it at a good price so the signature spellbook jace releases june 15th 2018 so that is like three months away right now yep a little bit less than three months because it's the 20th as I'm recording this and as I'm live as well. So let's go ahead and look down at the cards that we have here. Uh, our first card and be before we get into the cards too, I really like the border of them too. They um, It has the standard black border and then down at the bottom where the holographic symbol is, it's sort of like, like these little shark fins, I guess you could call it. And then the circle i don't even know how you would even describe that little circle but um it's these little shark fin designs at the bottom and just the whole frame itself it just it really pops out and stands out that these are going to be different you know from the regular printings of these cards and e even there's some new art as well too and the cards that they are reprinting for these. So the first one is Jace Bellerin, the Planeswalker, one in double blue. I almost said white. Um, legendary Planeswalker. And it, it's the one where it each player draws a card, target player draws a card, and target player puts the top 20 cards of their library into their graveyard. So the Jace Bellerin Planeswalker, um, obviously everybody would have liked jace the mind sculptor but then that would have just made prices rise up and jace the mind sculptor just um got reprinted but this is a decent one um it, it's it's a fine planeswalker card to print out and i think it you know sort of shows what jace is all about in terms of you know his powers and stuff like that so the next card is I'm pointing to the screen like you can see it here. So I, I forgot how you can see my mouse. So the next card is Blue Elemental Blast. It's the blue instant. You can choose one counter target red spell, destroy target red permanent. Um, I really like the artwork of this one. It shows Jace um, almost shooting like a water ball at a like a fire elemental. Um, pretty cool artwork here. I don't know if this is 
this looks like new artwork to me. I could be wrong, but I don't think I've seen this blue elemental blast artwork before. Um, next one is brainstorm. And I got to say, I really like the artwork for brainstorm. Um, it just, it looks like it's showing Jace in front of a book and he's sort of, um, I, I almost want to say like he's scrying the magic from the book and I really like the um, the flavor text for brainstorm I have a plan actually I have three and it just goes to show like it, it the flavor text sort of hints at what brainstorm really does where it you know it allows you to draw three cards and put two cards from your hand back into your library on top of your library um, so and of course what is a signature spell book? that's for a blue mage without good old counter spell. And it is the counter spell art from, I want to say the Jace versus Chandra dual deck. I want to say this is from, and it's, I think this is a lot of everybody's favorite counter spell art. And I got to say that this does look pretty damn sweet. Um, and you know, if you don't know what counter spell does, it counter targets spell. And, um, it's, I, like I, this is, so this art, and the brainstorm art is what almost really sells me on this and that I really can't wait. So gifts ungiven is being reprinted again. And I got to say, so the artwork, it looks like it's a double Jace, like maybe a Jace illusion. Um, it shows like one Jace holding a gem and another holding like a scroll and it looks pretty cool. It's nice to see that gifts ungiven is being reprinted again. Uh, mystical tutor this i will not mind having another copy of mystical tutor and i gotta say the artwork's not too bad i don't i'm not sure if i like the little blue like ley lines that are surrounding his head i i mean maybe there's a reason for that but it it shows um jace surrounded all like in a library he's all surrounded by books and he's tutoring up a spell or something like that and it's um it's not bad that the flavor text is it's not just what you know it's knowing where to find what you don't and you know, cute little um play on mystical tutor um oh you know i didn't read the flavor text on blue elemental blast the flavor text is contrary to popular wisdom i find it's better to fight fire with its opposite uh, okay <laughs> um and then this is probably the only card I'm not too crazy about, and that's Negate is being printed in the signature spell book. Um, I almost feel like they could have given us something else. I'm not sure what exactly, but for it to have another kind of counter spell where we already have, you know, the counter counter spell, uh, maybe something else that's really iconic and blue. Um, you know, I know we have Brainstorm, maybe like Ponder or preordain or i don't know ancestral visions or something like that you know um so we got negate you know it just shows like a double jace one's one's sort of upside down i guess and looks like he's looking in a puddle of water or something i don't know but and it's negate it is what it is. And last one is Threads of Disloyalty, which is the enchantment aura. Enchant creature convert a mana cost two or less. You control enchanted creature, which, you know, that that is a very common blue spell, you know, control enchanted creature. You know, you take control of something. So I, I can see that um, why they put that in. I don't know why they didn't just do what is it control magic or I don't know. I mean, it, it is a neat little um, artwork, though. It shows Jace 
holding like a puppet jace in a sense with like these strings i mean think of it just like pinocchio something like that and the flavor text reads every thought is a string you just have to find the right ones to pull so that is jace the signature spellbook for jace and like i said i'm really excited about it some of the artwork is really top notch it's gonna definitely go in my edh decks more than anything and i can't wait to pick up my copy on june 15th 2018 and i recommend that you guys if, if you're into it you know especially if you're a blue mage and you like jace you know get get those copies because and i think the msrp is only going to be 20 bucks and 20 bucks for all this that's a steal to me honestly i mean yeah i i mean some of these cards are super cheap and jace bellerin is only what seven eight bucks so um mystical tutor is like what five or six bucks or something like that so it, it may be a little bit overpriced but you know to me it's going to be worth it because i really like the premium artwork on it so anyways let's go on to our next um news topic here and that is going to be news about mtg arena so i'm gonna put up the screen here again um <clears throat> let me just take another swig of water here and where is it okay so they came out today on march 20th some mtg arena development so by the time this comes out on friday for all you audio listeners um this is already going to be old news for you all it's it's already going to be happening but this thursday i think at thursday night they're finally lifting the nda for the magic the gathering arena beta and i may or may not have been in the beta and i may or may not have a video ready to release on my youtube channel to talk about the beta and to showcase the the look of the beta so i may or may not have that i cannot say because i signed an nda but hey what can i say um so one of the things that they're doing with um thursday and i'm i'm pretty excited about this too because I was getting kind of tired of only the Ixalan block in the beta. And I will say, especially the past like two months or so, I have not been playing the beta at all because it's, and I'm still really waiting for limited to get in here too. Cause I cannot wait to draft in here and I'm just hoping draft is going to be cheap to do on here. And you can, you know, we can keep, you know, draft and draft packs and all that stuff. Um, so they are doing more invites, uh, this Thursday, inviting over a hundred thousand more people. Um, they're giving us new starting collections, which I really like. This they're including ten pre-constructed decks, and they're also going to be doing an account wipe, which that's fine. Um, so the ten pre-constructed decks, I'm excited about because when we first got in, okay, well, when I first may or may not have gotten to the beta, they may or may not have given us some some um decks pre-constructed decks to play and then at one point during one of the updates they may or may not have taken away those pre-constructed decks and have us test to try and get you know see what it would be like to get collections and all that so i'm hoping in the final product they still have these kind of pre-constructed decks for new people to play and all that so that that's going to be good because let's just be honest starting you know starting any kind of new card game like this like hearthstone eternal and 
hex anything like that it's never fun to try to build up collections so hopefully these 10 pre-constructed decks are decent enough i mean everybody's gonna be starting on an even playing ground and i may or may not stream arena when the nda is lifted so you may or may not look out for that um, they're also adding the Amonkhet block. They're adding Amonkhet and Hour of Devastation cards to the game. So what that tells me is, well, I mean, actually, never mind. What that tells me is I'm not sure what they're trying to do because, I mean, this to me, un unless this update that comes out Thursday is a really big update as far as to like the interface and graphics, um, they're still not ready. For, they're still not ready for release past beta. Um, and if you've played the beta, you'll, you know what I mean. Um, you may or may not know what I mean. Cause I may or may not be playing the beta. Um, but, and if they're adding Amakin Never's devastation, I know it's more just testing or anything, but are they, I wonder if they're trying to get this out before rotation happens in standard. If not, it would almost make more sense for them to get this out after rotation. So they don't have to add Kaladesh Kaladesh block and Amonkhet block to the cards or to the you know actual uh, uh game ah well, I couldn't think of the word and um it I, I it's because I mean it, it would almost make more sense starting from Ixalan and on and just focus on those cards make sure the bugs are good or bugs you know bugs are fixed and all that and just go from there but I don't know I don't know what they're doing or what they're planning to get this out because like i said it, unless there's big changes to on this thursday update they're not ready to release yet um so like i said they're doing more invites um they're doing new starting collections which is exciting as well too so um you know adding almond ked and hour of devastation so we're you know we're gonna be able to stream the game uh, after Thursday, or I, I don't know what time Thursday they're exactly lifting the NDA. I'm sure they're going to let us know, but um, definitely look out for Zuby here to stream that because I may or may not have access to that. And um, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it's they still don't have limited in in the beta yet, and I'm really hoping we get that soon because that is gonna. To me, if the limited is good, that's going to make or break arena for me personally is whether or not the limited is going to be good and even worth playing as well. So that is our MTG arena news here and thought I'd share that with you all to make sure you definitely look out for Zuby playing some magic arena in the very near future. So get ready for that. So before we get into our deck tech here, I'm um, just take another swig of water because this is gonna be a be a wonderful one here. <clears throat> All right. So I'm really gonna try not to. <laughs> I'm gonna really try not to make sure it's 40 minutes long like it was last time. I'm gonna gonna try to make it go faster. So this deck um, showing up here. It is my Aisha Tanaka deck. And Aisha Tanaki, Tanaka has two interesting abilities here. She is a double white, double blue, I almost said Planeswalker, a uh, legendary creature. Uh, she has banding. And if you don't know what banding is, so the easiest way to describe banding is when you have a creature, let's say you have three creatures and they all have banding, you go to attack and you 
basically state as you're attacking, okay, all three of these creatures are attacking in one band and they attack as one. So what happens is then when it goes to the block phase, your opponent does not, if your opponent decides to block, they do not decide who to block. You, the player, decide who you're going to block. And the good thing about that is if one of your banding uh, creatures has something like Death Touch or, you know, some other nefarious ability, you know, you can make that strong creature he may have block the Death Touch creature. And that's one of the perks of banding. The downside to that is as soon as your one band is blocked, no damage is going to get through unless there's trample. So if there's no trample, even if you have three creatures and he blocks just one creature, but they're all attacking one band, no damage gets through. So that's the downside to it. Uh, and the same goes for blocking on your side. So you can have blocking. So they go to attack. You go to defense. You say these three creatures are in a band and they're all going to block. And then you decide once again, um, you know, just, just the opposite for it. So, um, and you can see why banding is not around in magic anymore because it is a very confusing ability. And, um, it just took me how long to explain that. So that's why, um, the other ability of Aisha Tanaka is you can tap her to counter target artifact effect requiring an activation cost. Unless the artifacts controller plate pays white play this ability as an interrupt. So there's a lot of activated artifact effects in EDH. Uh, one, the first one that comes to mind is planar bridge. So your opponent has a planar bridge out and they're playing a Simic deck, for instance, they're playing Crufix and they got planar bridge out and they're going to go like, Hey, I'm going to go get my Emrakul out right now. Um, you have a Yisha Tanaka out, you tap a Yisha Tanaka saying I'm countering a planar bridges activation effect, you know, the artifact effect and be like, Oh, Oh, you don't have white. Oh, well too bad. So that, that, that is one plus of Yisha Tanaka. Um, so Originally, when I was building this deck, I was really at first I was trying to make it actually really competitive and and make it really good. So as you can as I go through the list of cards, you're going to realize one, if you're not very familiar with old school magic at all, you're a lot of these cards I'm going to name. You're going to be like, what the hell is Zuby talking about here? I don't even know any of these cards. So don't don't be don't worry. Um, this is one deck because I, I really wanted to do this deck and just have every single card be an old school border card, whether it's white border or black border didn't matter to me. I wanted it to be nothing above scourge or legions. Like if it's eighth edition, can't do it. Cause it has the new border. It's all old bordered cards. And even all the lands are all old bordered as well. So as before, just like with Krufix, I'm going to go over the artifacts, um, then enchantments, instants, sorceries. Um, oh shit. I don't have the lands here. Um, I may have it on my tapped out one, so I'll, I'll definitely get, make sure I get the lands. Um, and then last is the creatures. So let's get into artifacts here. Um, artifacts, we get Ashnod's altar, a three, uh, generic mana cost, sacrifice a creature, add two to your mana pool. Um, this has been a, still a placeholder, placeholder artifact. I'm still not really happy with it. Um, it's most likely going to get replaced when I do my next, um, sort of run through of all my commander decks. 
Um, next is Baton of Morale, which is a two generic cost artifact. You pay two, target creature gains banding until end of turn. There's a reason for that. A uh, damping engine. So, so the way I was trying to build Aisha Tanaka, obviously all the creatures that are in my deck are crap. They're, they're, none of them are really good, but they can slowly start pinging you away. So one of the things that I was trying to build here for this deck was a way to stop people from getting big boards or like really try to control the board as well too, which is you'll see why I have something like damping engine and other kind of phasing effects or, or effects to where people can't play anything. Um, damping engine is a four generic cost artifact. A player who controls more permanents than any other cannot play lands or artifact creature enchantment spells. That player may sack a permanent to ignore this effect until end of turn. So it's, it's like War of Bones, but for the whole board, because War of Bones focuses on you, the player. Uh, this focuses on any, everybody. So one of the things is when I played Aisha Tanaka and I was doing a one-on-one, -on -one, I made sure to always not have more. I always made sure to not have you know more more creatures than them or anything like that. So um, next is Felwar Stone. Uh, two generic cost artifact. This was a mana rock, a soul ring, another mana rock, Tormod's Crypt to exile graveyards because, you know, that can get that can be really important if you're playing against a graveyard deck. So that's all the artifacts that I have here. Um, like I said earlier, Ashnod's Altar, I'm still not really happy with it, so I may not keep it. Um, definitely keep out for an update for that if I decide to replace it. I mean, I may put I may put Winter Orb in here just to keep lockdowns so for enchantments i don't have a lot of enchantments they're they're all global enchantments um the first one is back to basics which has holy crap been an mvp in this deck so far um it's the tuna blue enchantment non-basic lands do not untap during their controllers untap step uh like i said mvp in this deck all the way uh curiosity which is a blue enchantment aura. Whenever enchanted creature deals damage to an opponent, you may draw a card. Uh, Energy Flux, which is tuna blue artifacts. You know what? I'm gonna have to go back here because this is this is not my updated list here. Hold on. I am very sorry about this, everybody. This is not my updated list for Aisha Tanaka. I think I have it on tapped out. Because I know I have more enchantments than this. Hold on. I'm trying to pull her up now. Aisha Tanaka bands together. Okay. Yes. So I am going to sort of start over here. And I am very, very, very sorry about this. Um, so we're going to start over on um, the Aisha Tanaka deck tech. And um, I apologize for all my audio listeners. I had the wrong um, deck list shown up. I had my preliminary deck list up, the not my finished one. So, all right, we're going to start over here. So back to Aisha Tanaka, the double white, double blue banding and tap and have counter target artifact effect. Um, then we've got our artifacts are actually haven't changed. So it's Batana Morale, Damping Engine, Felwar Stone, Soul Ring, and um, Tormod's Crypt. So we're going to go to enchantments here. I've got 
Aura Flux, which is Tuna Blue, each other enchantment gains during your upkeep, pay to, or sacrifice this enchantment. Another ways to lock the board down. Uh, back to Basics, which we mentioned earlier, non-basic lands do not untap during their controller's untap step. We got Curiosity still, which when enchanted creature deals damage to an opponent, you may draw a card. Uh, energy flux now all artifacts have at the beginning of your upkeep sack this artifact unless you pay two. we have equipose which is one of my favorite ones actually uh two and a white during your upkeep for each land target player controls in excess of the number of lands you control target land here she controls phases out repeat this process for artifacts and then for creatures so that's another one another way to keep things equal on the playing field uh, next is probably my favorite enchantment in this, even though it's not the best one. It is it is a very funny one, though. So Teferi's Realm, one in double blue, Enchant World. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player chooses artifacts, creatures, lands, or global enchantments. All cards of that type phase out. Love it. So you want your opponent's creatures to all go away for during your turn? Boom. Do it. So that is all the enchantments there. Um, we're going to get into the sorcerers real quick since I don't have a lot of sorceries here. Figuring you know, it's quick enough. Might as well do it. Um, so we've got dust to dust. One and double white exile to artifacts. And that, when is that not useful? Uh, purify three and two white. Destroy all artifacts and enchantments. Once again, when is that not useful? Um, and then good old wrath of God. Two and... Two and two white destroy all creatures. They can't be regenerated. Extremely useful. So th those were sort of the best old school board wipes I could find. And, and like I said, l since I restricted myself to cards that are below eighth edition, it's you're kind of limited for what you have. So instance here. Um, I've got absorb, which is a white and two blue counter target spell. You gain three life. Uh how do you say this? Argivian Find, which is one white instant return target artifact or enchantment card from your graveyard to your hand. Pretty useful if you've got a good artifact or enchantment that you want. Um, Clairvoyance, which is a blue instant. Look at target player's hand. Draw a card at the beginning of the next turn's upkeep. Sort of like an old school um, Gitaxium Pro, um, but not as good, I'd say, because you, you still have to pay a blue for it. So it's, I, I kind of liked it because it, it really reminded me of Gitaxian Probe when I was looking at it. Um, complicate. Uh, two and a blue. Counter target spell lists its controller pays three. You can cycle it for two and a blue. And when you cycle complicate, you may counter target spell lists its controller pays one. So you can essentially pay four for a sensor. Or wait, no, no, no. No, no, no. You, you still, you can pay three. I'm sorry. You can pay three for the cycling effect and then try to counter something as well so i kind of like that and good old counter spell double blue counter target spell uh disenchant one in a white destroy target artifact or enchantment good um spot removal there uh then we've got errand of duty which is one in a white put a one one white knight creature token with banding onto the battlefield um surprisingly i can't find a one one white knight token with banding um if anyone knows of anything out there let me know hit me up uh, we got Festival, which is a white instant. Its opponent may not declare 
and attack this turn. Play during opponent's upkeep phase. So you're playing against an opponent who's got a really big board and is going to kill you. Play this during their upkeep and that'll stop them from doing that for sure. Um, we've got Hercules Recall. One in a blue instant. Return all artifacts target player owns to his or her hand. Not bad. Uh, Mana Leak. One in a blue. Counter target spell. This is controller pays three. Uh, rebuild. Two in a blue. Return all artifacts to owner's hands. And you can do a cycling for two. Remove soul. One in a blue. Counter target creature spell. Sort of like an essence scatter. Exactly like an essence scatter. Um, rewind. Two in a Two and two blue, counter target spell and untap up to four lands and good old swords to plowshares, which is exile target creature. Its controller gains life equal to its power. So those are all the instants, sorceries, enchantments, and artifacts. We're going to get into the lands real quick here. Um, since this is an Azorius deck, um, I've got 36 lands. I've got eight islands and 15 planes. Um, the other lands I have, so remember I'm using all old school lands. Um, unfortunately, I do not have any onslaught fetches in here, but I do have some old, the slow fetches though. I've got a dark R waste, which is the Azorius pain land, a coastal tower, which is an old school, um, just Azorius tap land comes into play tap, a drifting meadow, which is a cycle white land, uh, floodplain is the slow, Fetch land for blue and white. Uh, Forbidden Watchtower, which is an old school uh, um, creature land. Uh, I couldn't, can't remember, can't believe I forgot. Like, I don't even, my brain just sort of shut off there for a second. Um, it, it can become a 1 5 white soldier creature until end of turn. Um, Acacian's Shore or Store um, comes into play tapped. You may choose not to untap. Acacian store during your upkeep phase and put a storage counter on it instead. And then you can tap to remove X storage counters from Acacian store and add an amount of white mana equal to X to your mana pool. All right, Lonely Sandbar, which is a blue cycle land. A Remote Isle, which is another blue cycle land. A Secluded Step, which is a white cycle land. A Skycloud Expan Expanse is, um, fuck, what do they call these lands? Is it sort of like a filter land? You can pay one to add white and blue to your mana pool. Uh, Soul Devi Excavations. Oh, God, the text for this is so small. If Soul Devi Excavations would enter the battlefield, sacrifice an untapped island instead. If you do, put Soul Devi Excavation onto the battlefield. If you don't, put it into owner's graveyard. And you can tap to add one in a blue to your mana pool. And you can pay one to look at the top card of your library. You may put that card in the bottom of your library. So you can pay one to scry. It's very, very useful. Um, and then we've got, oh God, how do you pronounce this? Some of these old card names, I don't know how do you pronounce them. Um, Civilunite, Lunite Temple um, comes in the battlefield tap. You can add blue to your mana pool or you can sack the temple to add double blue to your mana pool. Um, and then we've got Thalakos Lowlands, which is, it's, um, a weird kind of land you can add one colorless to your mana pool or you can add blue or white to your mana pool but it doesn't untap during your next untap phase which is you know weird i don't i just put it in there because i needed you know more ways to get blue and white lands there so then now we're going to go into the creatures here and i'm going to go kind of fast with the creatures because there's a lot and they're all and a lot of them are redundant so we got battering ram 
um, which is an artifact creature, 1-1. One, one. If battering ram is blocked by any wall, destroy that wall at end of combat. So that's so this was around so this was made when walls were really prominent in magic. Uh Banalish Hero, which is a one white uh banding creature, uh one one. It's it just has banding and it's one one. Banalish infantry is two and a white with banding one three. Mm, we, we're getting some power here. It went from a 1-1 one, one to a 1-3. Shit, son. Uh, we got Camel, which is one white, zero one Camel. Bands, all creatures attacking in a band with Camel are immune to damage done by deserts. So all those new deserts that just got printed up, Camel says, screw you deserts, I'm good. Clone, good old clone. You may have clone enter the battlefield as a copy as any creature on the battlefield. Three in a blue. Fog Bank. Uh, one in a blue defender flying prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to and dealt by fog bank zero two occasion infantry one white one one soldier you can pay one for it to band and you can pay another one for first strike Ooh, exciting occasion uh, why can I not pronounce this phalanx phalanx Blah, I can't I can't say it for some reason uh, four in a white a human soldier with banding two four Acacian Skirmishers, three and a white, one, one. Bands, first strike. All creatures that band with skirmishers to attack gain first strike as well. Iron Tusk Elephant, a four and a white trample, three, three. Ooh, you pay five mana for a three, three with trample. That's that's insane. Insanity. Oh, God, here, here are all the names that I'm just not going to be able to pronounce at all. Um, and I'm very sorry for the screw-ups of these names. Kajeldoran, Kajeldoran Escort, two and two white, banding two three. Uh, Kajeldoran Knight, two white, one one knight, has banding, pay one and a white, get plus one, plus oh until end of turn, pay double white, get plus oh, plus two until end of turn. So you can pump the creature at least, you know, it's not too bad. Um, next, we've got Keljordoran Phalanx, uh, banding first strike, five and a white. 2-5, excuse me. Keljorder and Sky Captain, 4 and a white. Flying First Strike Banding, 2-2. Two, two. Ooh. Pay 5 mana for a 2-2 two, two flyer with First Strike and Banding. <laughs> My god, why is this not rare and not like $1,000? Keljorder and Sky Knight, 2 and a white, 1-1 one, one, Banding Flying First Strike. Keljorder and Warrior, a 1 white Hero, 1-1 one, one, with Banding. Knights of Thorn, three and a white, protection from red, and banding, two, two. Magus of the Unseen. This is one of the ones that I like. Um, one and a blue. It's a one-one human wizard. You can pay one and a blue, untap target artifact an opponent controls, and gain control of it until end of turn. It gains haste until end of turn. When you lose control of the artifact, tap it. I like that. M Mesa Pegasus. A one and a white, one-one Pegasus with flying and banding. You know... Watch out, all these flying banders. You're done. You're done, son. Noble Elephant, three and a white, banding, trample, two, two. Pikeman, one and a white, banding, first strike, one, one. Rampant Elephant, three and a white, two, two. You can pay a green. Target creature blocks Rampant Elephant this turn if able. Oh, crap. I just realized I can't have this card in my deck, can I? Because it's got a green mana symbol. I'm really good at commander, everyone. This just in. 
So that card may be going away very, very soon because I completely forgot about that rule. So it'll probably something else will be in there. And so stay tuned for that. A uh, shield bearer, one in a white banding zero three. It's so fucking good. Zero three bander. Oh my God. A Terimco Terimco Griffin banding flying two, two for three in a white Urza's Avenger six mana. Uh, or yeah, six generic artifact creature, four, four, pay zero, get negative one, negative one, and your choice of banding, flying first strike, or trample until end of turn. Ooh. That's actually not too bad because you make it a three, three trampler, make sure it's in a band, and boom, attack. Uh, Urza's Engine for five generic artifact creature, one, five. It has trample. Uh, you can give it banding until end of turn for three mana or pay another three mana. All creatures banded with Urza's engine engine gains trample until end of turn. Nice. So we're almost done here. We're at the wall of Caltrops, one and a white, uh, two, one. If wall of Caltrops and one or more other walls joined a block and attacker and no other creatures besides with walls. Hold on. <laughs> Oh my god, the word the wording on these old school cards is just a little bit too much sometimes. If wall of caltrops and one or more other walls joined a block an attacker, and no other creatures besides walls block that attacker, walls of caltrops gains banding ability until end of turn. Okay. And I love the flavor text. Ow. Ow ow ow. Oh ow ow. That's the that's the flavor text. It's literally what it says on the card. Wall of glare, one in a white. Uh, zero five wall wall of glare may block any number of creatures each combat wall of kelp double blue defender zero three pay a double blue put a zero one blue plant wall creature token with defender named kelp onto the battlefield you know if you can find those tokens as well too let me know uh, wall of nets one double white zero seven uh, at end of combat remove from the game all creatures blocked by wall of nets if Wall of Nets leaves play, return to play under their owner's control. All creatures removed from the game with Wall of Nets. So a little good way to try to exile some creatures with Wall of Nets and make sure it's indestructible or something. I mean, it would be indestructible if I actually made this deck good, but it's not. It's a fun, it's a fun banding deck to confuse my opponents here. Uh, wall of Shields, three generic mana, zero four banding wall. Uh, wall of Tears, one in a blue. If Wall of Tears blocks any creatures, return each of the each of those creatures to to its owner's hand at end of combat, which is a nice little unsummon wall there. Wall of Vapor, uh, three in a blue, zero one. Damage dealt to Wall of Vapor by creatures it blocks is reduced by zero. War Elephant, three in a white, banding trample elephant. That's a two two. It's super awesome. And last but certainly not least is Wonder. Three and a blue flying 2-2. Two, two. And as Wonder is in your graveyard and you control an island, creatures you control have flying. So all your walls and your Kaljordans and Acacians can have flying and band in the air as they defeat your opponent down and they just keep getting confused as how banding and phasing works. So that is my Aisha Tanaka banding deck. And I hope you enjoyed it. I'm definitely, there's going to be a list in um, the show notes. So be sure to look out for that. And that concludes it for another episode of Magic Wazubi. I want to thank everybody for joining me tonight. 
and this was a i tried to make the deck tech a little bit longer i'm really sorry for screwing up the list in the beginning there i i thought that was my latest list but i forgot that was my preliminary list and not my final list uh what i read off on the tapped out was definitely my final list there as i was looking at and just thinking to myself ashnod's altar i thought i got rid of that but i did as you could tell and yeah so that is it i just want to thank everybody for listening again and yeah so if you want to reach out to me i'm on facebook facebook.com slash magic twitter at magic uh mtgzubi at gmail.com is the email uh we're on itunes google play stitcher tune in radio youtube um any any of your favorite podcast app legitmtg.com as well and um be sure to check out my patreon at patreon.com slash magic and thank you all for listening and have a great night here <laughs>